This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Last Friday, I made a decision to go to CPAC uh, to see what was going on there, to participate in presentation. And it was actually very important. And there's a lot to get to today, but I want to tell you, as I was there, there were so many fantastic, patriotic Americans from all over the country who paid for their flights, for their trips to come to Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C., to listen to various speakers, to participate in various seminars, activists, all ages, all colors, all faiths. And yet the media kept trying to portray this as some kind of a Nazi meeting. A Nazi event. The board at CPAC actually voted on a resolution in support of Israel. And Israel's right to finish its war with Hamas. There were numerous prominent Jews in and out of the media who attended and spoke and were on panels no river to the sea stuff no anti-Semite stuff there were people who got into the hotel it's a massive hotel one was wearing a Klan shirt or uniform and was arrested was handcuffed and removed There were Nick Fuentes people 
they look like little teenagers. They come in and it's hard to catch them. One of them confronted me again. I'll tell you about that later if I get around to it. But there was no formalized effort, systemic effort of any kind. Quite the opposite. I was there with my wife, Julie. We were there with a gentleman whose son remains a hostage. He doesn't know if his son is alive or dead. He was kidnapped by the Hamas Nazis. Trying to defend his kibbutz, which was one mile from the border with Gaza. And he was able to speak. We asked him questions. It was heartbreaking. There were thousands of people in the audience. Not an empty chair. Not one. And as he spoke, you could hear a pin drop. And as he was explaining what had taken place, where was his son, many people were literally in tears, including me and including my wife. When he left, I made an explicit statement about who we are at CPAC, who we are as conservatives, what we believe in. There are people that say stupid things. They're stupid people. But that wasn't in any way what took place at CPAC. I know I was there. There's also something that takes place, I want our Gentile friends to understand, called a Shabbat dinner, right across the street at the residence inn. The place was packed. Packed, mostly with Orthodox Jews, who'd come to CPAC. And this event gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And it is supported strongly by CPAC. And then, you read this NBC News piece that was put out by some punk whose uh, name was left off this. If we can get, oh, Ben Gogan. National Harbor, Maryland. Nazis appeared to find a friendly reception at the Conservative Political Action Conference this year. Throughout the conference, racist extremists, some of whom had secured official CPAC badges, openly mingled with conference attendees and espoused anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. The presence of these individuals has been a persistent issue at CPAC. Previous years, conference organizers have ejected well-known Nazis and white supremacists such as Nick Fuentes. Well, the guy just contradicted himself. But this year, racist conspiracy theorists didn't meet any perceptible resistance at the conference, where Donald Trump has been the keynote speaker since 2017. This man is a flat-out liar. A liar. At the Young Republican Mixer Friday evening, a group of Nazis who openly identified as National Socialists mingled with mainstream conservative personalities, including some from Turning Point USA and discussed race science and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. I have no idea who he's talking about or what he's talking about. 
Is it possible that one or two of these sickos got in? You better believe it is. You better believe it is. You can stop them from coming into official events to some extent. But you can't stop them from mingling, going into parties, social events, and so forth, where they're not requiring badges. One member of the group, Greg Conte, who attended the deadly 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, said that his group showed up to talk to the media. He said that the group was prepared to be ejected if CPAC organizers were tipped off, but that never happened. What never happened? They weren't tipped off. That's what never happened. Another Ryan Sanchez, who was previously part of the Nazi Rise Above movement, took photos and videos of himself at the conference with an official badge and touted his associations with Fuentes. And it goes on. There's not a word in here. Nothing. Nothing. About how the organization was pro-Israel, how the organization... Folks, we were there with members of the Knesset, the Israeli parliament. We were there with the ambassador from Hungary, who was fantastic, the things he said. The only country in Europe to oppose the ceasefire supporting Netanyahu and Israel. They vetoed. Of the 27 EU countries, they were the only one, little hungry, to veto a resolution. They require unanimity, demanding that Israel enter into a long-term ceasefire. They said no. And Hungary has a great relationship with Israel. None of this was mentioned. The ambassador wasn't mentioned. The members of the Knesset weren't mentioned. The father of a hostage wasn't mentioned. The resolution voted on by the board in support of Israel wasn't mentioned. That across the street were hundreds of Orthodox Jews celebrating Shabbat, wearing CPAC tags. None of that is in this article. He focuses on two, three people, one moron who got up and spoke. There were scores Probably over a hundred people who spoke in panels and so forth. Not one supporting Hamas. Not one Islamist. Not one Palestinian terrorist. Not one river to the sea crowd. Not one anti-Semitic professor. Not one anti-Semitic administrator. Bernie Sanders wasn't invited. Talib wasn't invited. And the other anti-Semites, Blinken, Biden, and their surrogates, Friedman, they weren't there. So how can they say it was an anti-Semitic event? It certainly wasn't. But you can only catch so many and do so much when you have literally thousands and thousands of people in attending. So this is NBC News, which spews Hamas propaganda relentlessly. The reporters are scribes for the the most anti-Semitic administration in American history. Worse than FDR. Worse than Obama. So they're trying to destroy CPAC. They're trying to keep people away. I don't want to be uh, painted with that brush. 
They want to attack the conservative movement the way they want to attack the National Rifle Association, the way they want to attack the Federalist Society, the way they want to attack Donald Trump and his supporters. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. There are no Hitler salutes during any of the events, any of the formal events. There were no signs supporting Hamas. You would have thought this was Dearborn, Michigan, but it wasn't. I walked around freely, as did everybody, Jew and Gentile and atheist and whatever. It was a fantastic gathering. The people were happy. They were all ages, very young to very old. A man there who was over a hundred, I believe. And NBC News dares to write this, Ben Gogan, you disgusting propagandist. That's what you are. You're disgusting. Jared Taylor, he said, was there. He founded American Renaissance, an organization that has published racist pro-eugenics writings. The Southern Poverty Law Center describes Taylor as Crudely white supremacy. You know what? It's very interesting. I have a whole chapter on the Democrat Party and eugenics. Woodrow Wilson. The founder of Planned Parenthood. The Democrat Party was the party of eugenics. I don't know this guy, Taylor. I don't know a thing about him. Nobody does. In another video, Sanchez can be seen in the lobby of the conference. It's the lobby of the hotel. It's not the lobby of the conference. Giving a Nazi salute. This is the same. It's interesting. There's Secretary Blinken embracing the president of Brazil, who yet again has accused Netanyahu of being Hitler, the Jews of being the Third Reich, and committing Holocaust against the Gazans. It's all over the media. The things that are said about Jews, regurgitated by the media, regurgitated by the Democrat Party every day, day in and day out. But they find this guy Sanchez, who's in the lobby. Because this is a war on conservatism. They want you to think Donald Trump is Hitler. This is the propaganda. This is the project. Now remember, those of you who are smart enough to acquire the Democrat Party Hates America, reread chapter 4. Those of you who are smart enough to buy unfreedom of the press, reread about pseudo-events. These are lies. These are fictions intended to smear entire organizations, thousands and thousands of people who came there supporting their country and supporting the state of Israel. Foreign dignitaries from Israel, from Israel supporting Hungary. They were there. Not one mention of them. Not one mention in this NBC News piece. Not one mention of the father of the hostage who spoke to a massive auditorium with thousands of people. Not a mention, not one, not one mention of the resolution by CPAC. Nothing, not one mention of the hundreds of Orthodox Jews across the street 
celebrating Shabbat dinner. Supported by CPAC. Instead, you get this crap. You get this crap from NBC News. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Welcome back. Nikki Haley. Let's at least accept the fact that the Wall Street Journal editorial page in the National Review, their friend Jim Garrity writing in the Washington Post, there are no fans of Trump and it never have been. Period. And so I think it's pretty remarkable, actually unremarkable, that on the opinion page of the Wall Street Journal and on the opinion page of the Washington Post, we have the corporate editorial board led by Paul Gigot, Gigo, Mark, yeah, well, when he stops calling me 11, I'll stop calling him Gigot. I've known the man for 40 years. And Jim Garrity, National Review, and they end their pieces almost exactly the same way. And this is the talking point that they're pushing out. The establishment Republicans, the anti-Trump publications, and the Democrats. And I only have 40 seconds here, but I want to read you the last paragraph of both of their pieces. And then I want to tell you the truth. And let me leave with that right now as we go to the break. If Donald Trump loses the election, it won't be because the Republican Party is divided. It'll be because the radical left media, the Democrat Party, joined joined by the Wall Street Journal and National Review and their ilk, have succeeded in sabotaging him and his campaign. More when I return. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners diversify in precious metals while you still can. 
And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's not called the Main Street Journal, it's called the Wall Street Journal. For a reason. I just want to make a point. Nikki Haley has three delegates. She's outspent Donald Trump in every one of these states. These states have been built for somebody like Nikki Haley. They allow Democrats to vote in Republican primaries as well as independents. Uh, She's had enormous free media, even from certain conservative media platforms. We're told Trump can't win, but she can. But she can't even get through the conservative base. Republicans are voting overwhelmingly against her. And if these were Republican-only primaries, she'd be getting slaughtered even worse. We have the Wall Street Journal editorial that says Donald Trump's divided GOP. It's always a divided GOP during a primary system where you don't have an incumbent president. I mean, for God's sakes, both times Ronald Reagan ran in 76 and 80, it was a divided GOP. We heard from the John Andersons, who is who Nikki Haley sounds like to me. We heard from the Bushes. Reagan can't win. I heard it in my own state of Pennsylvania from Republican activists there. Can't pull the party together. He's scary. He's this, he's that. And yet the party came together. The difference this time is when you have a Wall Street Journal editorial page that is committed to sabotaging Trump with their friend Paul Ryan and their friend Peggy Noonan and their other friends. We have National Review that just won't give it up from its essays when Trump was running to today, with certain exceptions, don't get me wrong. They're trying to sabotage Trump. And that's what Nikki Haley's trying to do. That's why her entire campaign now has moved from I like Donald Trump and I wouldn't run against him if he's run. Well, I'm running against him, but I'm not going to say anything negative about him to full-on, personal, vicious attacks. She's now Chris Christie. Shows you that she's unprincipled, she's unmoored, and she's attacking At the end of their editorial here, Donald Trump's divided GOP, they write, Ms. Haley is telling voters she can be the alternative as a uniter that millions of them seem to want. She's not going to be a uniter because the base doesn't want her. It's a message worth staying in the race for. See? They wanted to stay in the race. 
as is the case for not abandoning Ukraine, Israel, or Taiwan. Excuse me? What are you talking about? Israel? You know, but for Donald Trump, Nikki Haley would not have been at the United Nations, and she's demonstrated no, no substantive actions on behalf of Israel. Those were all Donald Trump. Trump did all that. Taiwan? Who says Trump's abandoning Taiwan? And even in comes to Ukraine. It's not an issue of abandoning Ukraine. He wants to put pressure on Russia, but however it is, whatever it is, they go on. She's also staking out a claim to be the candidate in 2028 who could say, ready? She warned Republicans if Mr. Trump loses this year, if Mr. Trump can't win over more of her voters, he could make Ms. Haley a profit. So they're sabotaging Trump with her. She's the latest horse they're riding. They talked up bigly about Chris Christie. They did, which is ridiculous. But they're never Trumpers. So rather than saying it's time to unite around Trump, they're saying you stay in, and if Trump can't get your voters, even though we keep trashing Trump, even though we keep discouraging them from supporting Trump, even though we write editorial after editorial smearing the guy, If Trump loses, well, then Haley's a prophet. Then we have Jim Garrity, National Review, writing in the Washington Post. I didn't know he had a gig at the Washington Post, although there you go. His final paragraph. In the general election, one of two things will happen. Either Trump will win 270 electoral votes, or he will fall short for a second time to Biden. Well, that seems to be obvious. He's either going to win or lose. At a time when even most Democrats see the incumbent as too old to run again. If Biden manages to prevail next fall, Haley and her fans will be able to say to Trump and his MAGA crowd, see, we warned you. There's no downside for Haley to keep sounding that alarm in the coming weeks. The exact same positions with a few words changed. That's the mentality. That's now the narrative. That's what they're pushing. Stay in there, Haley. Keep savaging Trump. Keep pulling a certain percentage of the Republicans away from Trump. Because we're playing for 2028 now. Because we think Trump's going to lose. We want him to lose. We want you to keep at it. Because he needs Haley's voters. This is in the Wall Street Journal editorial page and now the Washington Post editorial page. This is coming straight from Nikki Haley's mouth. She said it on Fox today. Um, People are saying it on her behalf. That echo chamber Rush used to speak of, there it is. Who do you think Rush would support? Nikki Haley or Donald Trump? He loved Donald Trump. Loved him. Wall Street Journal is the same page I used to trash Ted Cruz. And I want to say something to the Wall Street Journal editorial page. 
and the people who write there. You have blood on your hands too. For three decades, you've pushed for open borders. For three decades, you've pushed for Wall Street and open borders. The five-word amendment that you proposed in your editorial page to the Constitution, thou shalt have open borders. This is why you really hate Trump. Because the corporatists hate Trump. You guys have blood on your hands too. Because your wish has come true. Thou shall have open borders. They're open. When are you going to have a, an editorial that says, we apologize for our propaganda over decades demanding open borders? When will that editorial come? Take responsibility for any of it? But you have blood on your hands too because you got what you wished for and you got it in Biden. It's probably another reason you're trying to cripple Trump. You know, you got to get over it. Early on, I was a Cruz supporter. Ted Cruz is fantastic, and I worry that he might lose that race in Texas. But he lost. Fair and square. Fair and square. He lost. I've become one of the biggest advocates of Donald Trump because of his policies. 90% of his policies. Which is more than most. And you know why else? Because he does listen. He does seek input. He does seek opinions. If you're not trying to cut his throat, of course he won't listen to you. I get nothing from Donald Trump. I give my opinions. My stepson worked in the DeSantis campaign. That's public. Who I also think is a great man, and I hope he is the president in 2028, or somebody like him, certainly not Nikki Haley, who's demonstrated what she really believes. I've seen in Virginia, as an example, for the most part, all the usual Republicans who are losers. The developers, the corporatists, the lobbyists, like our friend Barbara Comstock, others. They're all rallying around Nikki Haley. In other words, the worst of the worst in the Republican Party that doesn't understand the grave threat that we face. Nikki Haley will not win the South. She didn't even win her own state. And it's funny how Garrity and the Wall Street Journal don't write How would Nikki Haley convince conservatives to vote for her? Where's that editorial? What must she do? What must she say? Apparently that's not her problem. That's not her problem. So we have this element within the media. Forget about the Democrat Party media, which is horrid. But elements, like the Wall Street Journal editorial page, National Review, other places too. They keep telling Haley to stay in. She's the protest candidate. She's got a certain percentage of Republicans supporting her. And Donald Trump has to figure out 
how to get them. But if he loses, Haley 2028. Haley the prophet. Got it? So they're urging her to stay in, to do as much damage to Trump as possible. And if Trump does lose, I hold, among others, the Wall Street Journal editorial page to account, the National Review to account, with some exceptions, and others of their ilk who just can't seem to get over Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Now, while they're trying to create the media, a lie about CPAC and the thousands and thousands of American-loving, Israel-loving, red-blooded Americans who came from all corners of the country. It's funny that the governor of New York doesn't get that kind of treatment. It's funny how SUNY, State University of New York, doesn't get that kind of treatment. The New York Post is the only one that exposes them. Took you too long, is the headline. Dory Lewak, a rogue group called SUNY BDS. Used the state university's name to spew anti-Israel propaganda nearly a month ago, and officials are only now censoring it after a a New York Post inquiry. Wow. Were they doing Hitler salutes too? Carrying around swastikas? We've seen this all over the place from the river to the sea crowd, haven't we? The self-built community organization that claims to represent all 64 state university of New York branches was slapped with a cease and desist letter by SUNY lawyers late Friday only after the New York Post questioned why the unauthorized group was left unchecked to spew its hatred for weeks. This is how hate is propagated across 64 universities. At the same time, this is how hate starts. See, they critic of Governor Hochul, whose administration failed to denounce the nearly month-old group until pressed by the New York Post. What do you think about that, NBC News? BDS has become a highly controversial term that stands for boycott, divestment, and sanction and targets Israel while falsely accusing the Jewish state of occupying and colonizing land. Hochul kept her mouth shut for weeks and weeks until the New York Post made this an issue. SUNY, another, another college, another university, except in this case several of them through their network. 
That's where you'll find the Nazis. That's where you'll find the Islamists. That's where you'll find the Marxists. That's where you'll find the American haters, the Jew haters, the Israel haters. That's where you find them, not at CPAC, when a few of these bastards may sneak in. This isn't sneaking in. This is what these people stand for at these universities. And Hochul sits there. As all the Democrats do, the governor of Michigan, a reprobate. Biden has now taken the side of the Islamists. They sit there and they count votes. That's their base, Wall Street Journal. That's their base, National Review. How about helping us out to defeat these people? We'll have more than Biden and more of all the rest of this hate, anti-Semitism, anti-Americanism, and chaos. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, we've done so many shows on the border. We did a whole Fox program on the border just a few weeks ago. The slavery on the border, what's happening in our own country. And here it is again. Here it is again, a young woman murdered, Lake and Riley. She's not the first and she won't be the last, unfortunately. And it's on Joe Biden's hands. It's on the hands of the Wall Street Journal, their open border policies and demands. It's on the hands of the Democrat Party and the rest of their media. It's destroying our country. It's destroying our neighborhoods. It's destroying our freedom. Property. You can't have millions and millions and millions of people coming into this country, not know who they are. Now we have Venezuelan gangs. We didn't have Venezuelan gangs three years ago, working with MS 13 gangs. The Communist Chinese, as Peter Schweizer writes, they're the ones behind all the fentanyl. From the material to the pill-making machines, from all the strategies on how to get it into the United States. Donald Trump says we have to deport these people, so they call him Hitler, call him a racist. Now, I'm afraid that's the Democrat Party and that's their ideology trying to protect American citizens that's a good thing whether it's crime in the streets homemade 
uh, crimes from illegal immigrants or migrants, period. And it's not slowing down. It's getting worse. It's happening faster and faster. We've had more illegal aliens come into this country that each of 36 states have a population. I don't know what Joe Biden's going to say Thursday. I don't know. They're, they're winding him up, pushing him out, telling him what to say. He'll issue his executive orders and do that sort of thing. The damage has been done. Lakin Riley is dead. You know, it's amazing about so many of the people who get murdered. They're the good people. They're contributors. They're not the criminals. They're the targets of the criminals. I want you to put yourself in the position of Lake and Riley's parents. There she is, an Augusta University nursing student at their Athens campus. She was on the dean's list. She wanted to be a nurse so she could help people. And she goes out for a jog in an area where apparently the students jog. And she was murdered with a blunt force instrument, probably on the back of her head. Probably never even knew what the hell happened to her. Now, I want you to imagine being that girl's father or mother. And you're never going to see your daughter again. Never. There's no more excuses for this, America. This is unnecessary. Yes, people get killed, and not just by illegal immigrants or immigrants, but she got killed by an illegal immigrant. She'd be alive today. Why would we let people in our country? We don't even know who the hell they are. What is the point of that? I know the point of it. We've discussed it many times. I've been under attack for it. The Wall Street Journal decades ago used to call me a restrictionist. Because I didn't buy their five-word amendment, thou shalt have open borders. I said, yes, yeah, so? What's the opposite of a restrictionist? An open border. And we should restrict it. And we should be restricting it right now. And Joe Biden has the power to do it. Joe Biden has said the border is secure. He has said it now for almost three years. Then they look at the poll numbers. Then they put up phony bipartisan legislation. Mitch McConnell goes along because Mitch McConnell is a phony. He's not interested in substance or anything of the sort. I'm one of the few people who read it when they were finally making it available. Remember, they did it in secret, so even most senators couldn't read it. And all the talk about how it was the strictest border control in American history is a lie. There was a section in that bill that said a president at any time can announce an emergency and basically dismiss the entire bill. Which, of course, is what Biden would do. More Border Patrol, no. More paper processors, 1,300 more. Like, that's going to fix something. It's going to fix nothing. I'm so sick of these lies from Washington. New legislation. 
You don't need new legislation. Donald Trump demonstrated that. All you Trump haters out there, this country was a better place, a safer place, a freer place. And that's why you're so desperately trying to destroy the man, put him in prison, lie about you support democracy, have a funny way of showing it. He's a racist, really? The black community knows that's a lie. The black community was much more prosperous under Trump than Biden. Criminal justice reform, I didn't like this bill, but he did. He got that through school choice. He championed that. And I can go on and on and on. Tell me one thing Biden has done for the black community. Just give me one. One. He's at least attempted to help the black community. Nothing. Zero. Zero. What about the Hispanic community? The borders are wide open, Mark. What about that? People are coming in from all over the world. More now from communist China than anywhere else. Wow, I'm sure they're just looking for work. But we don't know. We don't have any idea. You think Xi's going to sit on that fat ass of his and just let this opportunity go by? Of course not. Do you think the Islamists in the Middle East are just going to sit on their fat asses and let and let a, a, a good time go by? Like, no, they're going to take advantage of it. And they have, and they are. In Venezuela, he's emptying his prisons. He's sending the gang members to the United States. And he will not accept anybody back. You can't deport back to Venezuela. Now what? Now what? What's this all about, Mark? You really want to know, then you read American Marxism. There's an entire chapter on this. It goes back to oppressor oppressed, the white dominant society. We need to bring more people in from all over the world to limit the Caucasoids and their influence and their power and their privilege. It's basically a racist ideology. They don't look at a human being as a human being. This is what's taught in our colleges and universities. How do I know? I've read their texts. I cite them. I quote them. And there is AP, and they're being slammed correctly. Because the media is in on the damn thing, too. From Fox, conservatives called out the Associated Press on Sunday for appearing to categorize Lake and Riley's murder is more than the, quote, fears of solo female athletes, unquote, rather than illegal immigration and weak crime laws. Riley, an Augusta University nursing student, was found dead Thursday after previously attending the University of Georgia before entering a nursing program at Augusta's Athens campus where she made the dean's list. Sounds like a fantastic young lady. Police have charged Jose Antonio Ibarra with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering a 9-11 call, and concealing the death of another. On Sunday, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, also confirmed that he entered the U.S. illegally in 2022 and had previously been arrested in New York City. But the AP published an article on the murder on Saturday without referencing his immigration or criminal record and instead focused on how Riley was murdered while jogging by herself. It's her fault, don't you? Don't jog by yourself. Even on a safe campus, even in the morning, even when other people are not too far from you, don't jog by yourself. 
It's your fault. Riley's death has once again put the spotlight on the dangers female runners face, wrote AP. Previously, the 2018 death, they wrote, of University of Iowa student Molly Tibbetts, who was also murdered by an illegal immigrant, while out jogging prompted an outpouring from other women who shared their tales of being harassed and followed. While several social media users called out this angle for focusing only on quote-unquote female runners and referring to Iberia as an Athens resident, rather than noting Tibbetts was killed by an illegal immigrant and another is suspected in the murder of Riley. Not suspected, he did it! An illegal immigrant! A separate AP report on Saturday mentioned the police didn't know the suspect's immigration status yet, but it wasn't updated as of Sunday evening. Pretty sure that's not the lesson here, the Spectator contributing editor Stephen Miller commented. In a longer post, outkick columnist Mary Catherine Hamm wrote, Hi, female athlete here. I ran this exam trail every single week of my college career. I guess I could have been snuffed up before I graduated, had a career family, and the professionals at the AP would lie about the suspect because it fits a preferred narrative. The Democrats are killing us. Literally. Literally. And this piece of crap, Biden, that's right, I said it. What are you going to do about it? He's got more blood on his hands. He lit up the Middle East. He paid for Iran. He paid for that attack on October 7 against the Jews. Let's cut to the chase. Afghanistan, dead Americans, he did that. His incompetence, his stupidity, his stubbornness, he did that. Russia invaded Ukraine because the genius had an idea. Trump said no. I'm cutting down that pipeline. No more pipeline from Germany, excuse me, from Russia to Germany. Nordstrom. Biden comes in, he says, no, no, we're going to open that. And they say, oh, God, we got the weak guy. This is perfect. Perfect. Will this be a turning point like George Floyd? <gasps> what did Mark say? I said what I said and I meant what I said. She wasn't killed because she is a woman running by herself in a safe area on campus. She was killed because she was murdered by an illegal alien intentionally. Finally, the White House put out a written statement. But Joe Biden himself hasn't said a damn thing. Not a damn thing. You look what's going on in our cities, honestly. How the black community is being treated. They're not second-class citizens. It's as if they don't exist. They're paying taxes to subsidize illegal immigrants to stay at five-star, four-star hotels, three squares a day. They're getting food, credit cards. What the hell is this? So in city after city, that community is angry. Well, of course they're angry. It's outrageous. And it's not just there. It's everywhere. It's in the suburbs. It's in the rural areas. 
It's on the northern border with states that barely have populations. It's everywhere. It's open season. America's open, everybody. Open for criminals, drug cartels, terrorists, and, of course, those who want to work. Well, you know what? Americans want to work, too, despite you hear the smears about Americans not wanting to work. No, Americans want to work, too. And so it gets harder and harder and harder for Americans to find jobs, especially those on the lower rung of the ladder who need to work their way up. But I'm sure Wall Street's happy, the Wall Street Journal editorial page, the others, over the decades who've pushed for this, they got it. Now they have it. Now what? So Joe Biden starts out by destroying every single protection Donald Trump put in place. Every one. And the wall is rusting. Rusting. The steel is rusting. They said he couldn't do it, but he did do it. And he got the president of Mexico to agree to things that never could have imagined, that his military would stop people from coming toward our border. That there would no longer be catch and release. That if people wanted to apply for asylum, they had to apply from Mexico or the country they came from, not while they're in the country, because they never show up for their asylum hearings, ever. 95% don't. And now he's going to tell us, Biden. Biden only does things that are ex- politically expedient. And by the way, he's going to a part of the border. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, what did I do? Here it is. Bill Malusian, who's fantastic, of course. Interesting that President Biden has chosen Brownsville, Rio Grande Valley sector for his visit. It's been slow for months there, only getting around two to 400 per day across all the RGV sector recently. Yesterday, there were 314 encounters. Meanwhile, San Diego and Tucson sectors busy in blue states, typically one to 2,000 per day. Biden's last visit to the border was in El Paso after a huge surge of illegal crossings where the streets had been cleared of migrant camps and the visit was highly sanitized. Biden did not see to or talk to a single migrant, nor did he visit a Border Patrol station. We'll see if it's different this time. Oh, it'll be different. But he's still a serial psychotic liar. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 
You know, when you're a father, grandfather, mother, grandmother, it's important to really look careful at these stories. Not just, okay, the news is over, uh, time for dessert. No. No. We're being sent messages. If they're not messages from God, they're messages from reality and experience. That we are a nation in decline, we're killing ourselves. We're committing suicide. Not you and me, we want nothing to do with this. But this is the nature of this society under the Democrats now. We need people who are not us, in terms of their philosophical beliefs, to wake the hell up. Because this kind of poison doesn't limit itself to white people, it doesn't limit itself to conservatives, it will consume everybody. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. If Mark has banned you from the show, we have a special number you can call to reach him, 877-381-3811. I never liked this little puke, Bob Costas. Even after he got his face lifted and his eyes fixed. Unfortunately, I would dare say 80 to 90 percent of sportscasters are just like this little puke. He's a punk. Bob Costas. A multimillionaire. Look, I have no gripes about that, but he sits on his ass. Trashing people. People who used to watch him, people who watch sports, how he talks about tens of millions of Americans who vote for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, those four years of Donald Trump were so horrible, weren't they, Mr. Producer? All those people he imprisoned, all those dictatorial powers. Oh, yeah, just so horrible. The economy was flourishing until the virus. And it began flourishing again right after. The borders were more secure than ever before. Our military was built up. Russia had invaded Ukraine. There wasn't a single soldier killed for almost two years in Afghanistan as he was trying a rational withdrawal. Peace was breaking out in the Middle East, not terrorism. Oh, he's so horrible. He must be Hitler. He signed executive orders to protect Jews against anti-Semitism. He insisted on and signed a law, criminal justice reform. He gave historically black colleges budgets, subsidies from the federal government 
not for a limited time, a one-year, two-year, as was done under Obama, but no limitations whatsoever on time. And we can go on and on about Hitler and a dictator. Bob Costas. He's on CNN Saturday. So luckily nobody saw him. But I'm going to play this for you. So you can know what a sleazeball punk this guy is. And I want you to hear about what he thinks of you. What he says about you. It's going to be hard to play it all, so I probably won't. But cut 16, go. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's really? only be- Let's stop. Really? More than Lyndon Johnson? Lyndon Johnson was a racist until he decided he wanted to run for president. He wasn't responsible for the 1964 Civil Rights Act. He wasn't responsible for the 1965 Civil Rights Act. The Republicans were. Voted for it in overwhelming majorities. Had to overcome Democrat Party filibusters by his old segregationist buddies. And I might add Biden's old segregationist buddies. Trump, most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. How disgusting. This is a mental midget. Guess he's not familiar with President Buchanan, is he? Is he? I guess he's not familiar with President Woodrow Wilson. Is he? I guess he's not familiar with the third greatest president in American history, according to liberal history professors. That would be Franklin Roosevelt, who in 1940 refused to sign a federal law banning lynching. Oh, now you tell me. Who rounded up 120,000 Japanese Americans and sent them to prison camps? Oh, now you tell me. Who refused to allow hundreds of thousands of Jews trying to escape the gas chambers into the country? Not a special privilege. They were under the cap. Oh, now you tell me. But he was a socialist. Oh, he's the third greatest president ever. I have to listen to mental midgets like Bob Costas? Go ahead. Disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticism. What are you rambling on about, you mentally deranged buffoon? Got all your phrases out there? You haven't said a damn thing. Nothing. Substantive. Nothing. You creep. You think this is a baseball game? You jerk. You think it's the Olympics? Go ahead. Trump, you have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult of Joe Biden. All right, stop. 
Invite this fool on my show, will you, Mr. Producer? See if you can find him. Call Stephen A. Ask him if he has his number. I'm sick of this. I am sick of this. He goes on CNN. They're going to slobber all over him. MSNB. Time to come on a show like a big boy. He didn't say a damn thing here other than use these these phrases, these these personal attacks. I want to I want to get into it with this guy big time. So why did they bring him on on CNN Saturday? Because they knew what he was going to say. That's why they brought him on. Then they have Jen Psaki on MSNBC. That didn't take long. Right out of the Obama, excuse me, yeah, Obama too. Obama, Biden, propaganda operation right onto the MSNBC propaganda operation. That's how it works. The only kind of Republicans they'll have on there are guys who are grifters, guys who will genuflect, guys who are now mouthpieces for the Democrat Party like Michael Steele and Joe Scarborough. If it wasn't Trump, it would be somebody else. They'd be trashing Cruz, they'd be trashing DeSantis. It wouldn't matter. Now, Jen Psaki, wasn't her show up against mine or something and we creamed her? I don't remember. They throw everything they have at me, MSNBC and CNN. We crushed them, combined. Combined. And there it is, 8 p.m., where they have every special in the world. Oh, there's the Globe, but there's the... Uh, Oscars, uh, here's uh, football, here's this, here's that, but here we are. Number one primetime cable news. Here we are. Jen Psaki, cut 17, go. You don't need to agree with Haley on much. I don't necessarily. But you can still acknowledge she has been making a clear case against Trump in speech after speech. And that case is one of stark contrast. Trump is dangerous. She is normal. Trump is chaotic. She is stable. All right, that's enough. And you're unstable and you're chaotic. And you're a propagandist. That's why you're on MSNBC. But that aside, America, the Democrats are funding Haley's campaign. The Democrats are promoting Haley's campaign. The Democrats are regurgitating the things that she has to say about Trump and you. Just like the Wall Street Journal editorial page, just like too many at National Review. Bob Costas thinks you're low lives, you're toxic. You know, he doesn't even have an A. You know, these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're free marketeers, uh, they're restriction. No, 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 you're toxic. You're loathsome. Trump's a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits. Wow. He's a poet and he didn't even know it. You should be calling balls and strikes for a AAA farm team, you creep. You've sucked the life out of this country. You've made a fortune. You live in the lap of luxury. Hey, Bob, can I have your signature? As he reaches up to get somebody's pen. It was so horrible under Trump for four years. Wasn't it America? 
It was like Hitler. Oh, my God. And it's the funny thing. FDR is the one with the concentration camps. FDR is the one who wouldn't sign a federal anti-lynching bill. You know why Joe Lewis wouldn't vote for FDR? You know why Joe Lewis said I'm voting for the Republican, whoever it is? Because FDR wouldn't sign the anti-lynching law. That's why Joe Lewis didn't want anything to do with him. It's all right there, and the Democrat Party hates America. The NAACP. And Woodrow Wilson. Another Democrat. The head of the NAACP. Woodrow Wilson called them in and other black groups at the time. 100 years or so ago. Wilson didn't want to meet with him. Wilson was a racist. He was a segregationist. He reset. Let me pull back here. Bob Costas says that Donald Trump is the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. Modern means 100 years, give or take. As president of Princeton, Woodrow Wilson didn't allow a single black person to be admitted, not one. As president of the United States, he resegregated the bureaucracy and the military that the Republicans had desegregated under Taft, under Roosevelt and Taft. In fact, he required that all applicants for a federal job send a photo. And he gave orders to his cabinet, gave orders to the post office general who was really in charge of all this. No blacks. And not, not only that, no blacks in the higher positions. Period. Woodrow Wilson, the first great progressive. He was one of the early intellectuals for the progressive movement. Oh, he did a hell of a lot more than that. He pushed eugenics when he was governor of New Jersey. That is, the sterilization of what they called and he called idiots, imbeciles, and blacks. You see, if you're going to rejigger society, if you're going to re-engineer people, you've got to get rid of the people who you don't like. Franklin Roosevelt worked in the Wilson administration, in the Navy. Lyndon Johnson was a racist his entire life. The names he called his driver, his quote-unquote butler. There have been two great biographies written about him, people who are fairly liberal but sympathetic to Johnson. They condemned him for his racism. But no, you don't understand. Trump is the worst ever. You know, Costas, you're a punk. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. 
Secure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. This is breaking from the Daily Caller. Former President Donald Trump's son, Don Jr., had an unexpected surprise Monday. After he was sent a letter containing white powder and a note with a death threat, causing a hazmat unit and firefighters to arrive at his Florida home. It's just become a little bit too commonplace that this sort of stuff happens, Junior told the Daily Caller. Clearly, if this happened to a prominent Democrat, it wouldn't be tolerated and would drive news coverage for weeks. The media would blame all Republicans and force them to answer for it. But since it's me, racial radical haters on the left will largely get a free pass, and the media will barely flinch. He said, it doesn't matter what your politics are. This type of crap is unacceptable. This is actually the second white powder substance envelope that's been mailed to me. The last time we had this happen, it was during my father's presidency. and My then wife opened it up with my kids by her side. So it's just sad that we live in a society where politics and the left's hatred of my father would drive people to do crazy things like this. But that's where we are, unfortunately. That's where we are. What do you think of that, Bob Costas? Oh, we've got more. I've told people over and over and over again. The same people who hate the Jews hate the Christians. That is in the media. The leftists, the self-haters. That's right, the secularists, all the rest of them. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, America, I'm going to reverse course. Hold on to that clip for tomorrow, Mr. Producer. I want you to listen to this. 
No society can withstand the the unconditional mass migration of aliens from every corner of the earth. The preservation of the nation's territorial sovereignty and the culture, language, mores, traditions, and customs that make possible a harmonious community of citizens dictate that citizens should be granted only by the consent of the governed, not by the unilateral actions or demands of the alien. Then only the aliens who will throw off their allegiance to their former nation, society, and pledge their allegiance to America. Here's Aristotle's observation. A radical change in the character of the citizens would be tantamount to a regime change, just as surely as a revolution in its political principles. The government, therefore, is not only justified but obligated to qualify immigration to those most likely to contribute to the well-being of the civil society and to create the conditions in which aliens of differing backgrounds can be absorbed into the American culture. Who wrote that? I wrote that. Books called Liberty and Tyranny from 2009, 15 years ago. In 1965, as part of the great society, the statist did in fact lay the foundation for radically altering the character of American society and the relationship they governed to their government. When he signed the Hart-Seller Act, President Lyndon Johnson said, this bill will sign today, we sign today, is not a revolutionary bill. It does not affect the lives of millions. It will not reshape the structure of our daily lives or really add, importantly, to either our wealth or our power. And during the debate over the bill on the floor of the Senate, Senator Ted Kennedy claimed, first, our cities will not be flooded with a million immigrants annually. Under the proposed bill, the present level of immigration remains substantially the same. Secondly, the ethnic mix of the country will not be upset. Contrary to the charges in some quarters, the bill will not inundate America with immigrants from any one country or area or the most populated and economically deprived nations of Africa and Asia, unquote. As I point out, Johnson, Kennedy, and the other statists were wrong, and it is hard to believe they were not intentionally deceiving the public. 1964, Republican vice presidential candidate Representative William Miller of New York well understood the overall increase in immigration that would result from the 1965 Act. He said, quote, We estimate that if the president gets his way and the current immigration laws are repealed, the number of immigrants next year will increase threefold, and in subsequent years, even more. I wrote this 15 years ago. The historical basis for making immigration decisions was radically altered by that bill. The emphasis would no longer be on the preservation of American society and the consent of the governed, Now aliens themselves would decide who comes to the United States through family reunification. With the elimination of national quotas and the imposition of chain migration, aliens immigrating to the United States were poor, less educated, less skilled than those who had preceded them, a pattern that continues to this day. Again, this is 15 years old. The late author Theodore White, who was no conservative, in fact he was a liberal Democrat, but honest, wrote that the Immigration Act of 1965 changed all previous patterns, and in so doing, probably changed the future of America. It was nobly said, revolutionary, and probably the most thoughtless of the many acts of the great society. 
In the 1960s, Cesar Chavez, one of the founders of the United Farm Workers UFW Union, vehemently opposed illegal immigration, arguing it undermined his efforts to unionize farm workers and improve working conditions and wages for American citizen workers. The UFW even reported illegal immigrants to the Immigration and Nationalization Service. In 1969, Chavez led a march accompanied by Ralph Abernathy, president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and he was Martin Luther King's right-hand man before, during, and after his assassination. And Senator Walter Mondale, along the border with Mexico, protesting the farmers' use of illegal immigrants. Boy, have times changed. But most unions soon change course, and today they lobby to confer amnesty and ultimately citizenship on illegal aliens. These include the American Federation of Labor Congress of Industrial Organizations, the AFL-CIO, American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, AFSCME, the Farm Labor Organizing Committee, the Hotel Employees and Restaurant Employees International Union, Labor's International Union of North America, Service Employees International Union, Union of Needle Trades, Industrial and Textile Employees, United Farm Workers and United Food and Commercial Workers, all have supported illegal immigration. The unions view the large influx of both legal and illegal immigrants as a new source of political clout that favors their allies in the Democrat Party. They came to the same realization as historian Samuel Lubell, who noted that the voting age children of the first great migration constituted the big city masters who furnished the votes who re-elected Franklin Roosevelt again and again, that is, the new immigrants, and in the process ended the traditional Republican majority in this country. Get it? There can be no doubt, as I wrote, as a practical matter, that the status benefits for votes promises is an attractive, albeit destructive, enticement. And despite President George W. Bush's and Senator John McCain's long record of advocacy for more legal immigration and amnesty for illegal aliens, it still was not enough to compete with the the status agenda. And I go on and on in great detail about what's taking place back then and what we can expect as a result today. Of course, it's all come true. Liberty and Tyranny, my most successful book, sold a million and a half copies. American Marxism, my second to last book, sold a million point three copies, second most successful book. And you can see I'm not Nostradamus. I'm a rational human being. I use reason. And I see what happens, and you can see what happens. Now I'm going to swing back to this issue of attacks on Christians. You see, that we don't attack criminals. We don't attack illegal aliens. No. Christians, Jews, law-abiding citizens... Heidi, too many consonants to pronounce, P-R-Z-Y-B-Y-L-A, she was on MSLSD Saturday, so nobody saw her. But I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to the bigots, the Jew haters, the Christian haters, the racists that MSNBC and CNN and these others bring onto their programs. Cut 14, go. 
I've talked with a lot of experts on this, and I've seen it myself with my reporting, Michael, which is that the base... Oh, she's a reporter. Rep- oh, how fantastic. Go ahead has shifted, right? Remember when Trump ran in 2016, a lot of the mainline evangelicals wanted mm-hmm. nothing to do with the divorced, uh, you know, real estate mogul who right. had cheated on his wife and with a porn star and all of that, right? Let's just so, stop there. Do they talk about John Kennedy this way? Who slept with hundreds and hundreds of people, including when he was at the White House, an East German spy, a mob girlfriend, a 16-year-old intern. Do they talk about John Kennedy this way? They talk about Lyndon Johnson, who apparently made John Kennedy look like a choir boy? How about Ted Kennedy? There's no Chappaquiddick in, in Donald Trump's background that I'm aware of. Are you, Mr. Producer? I'm being sarcastic, obviously, but no. And what about Joe Biden and Tara Reid, how they blew her off? If he's molesting and raping one staffer, you got to assume there's a pattern. Remember all these women who came forward? Talked about how he molested them, touched them, smelled their hair. What happened to all those women? And this is a reporter, you see, over at CNN. Is it CNN? Who cares? Go ahead. Politico, excuse me. Go ahead. What happened was he was surrounded by this more extremist element. Extremist? I guess you mean extremist. I know you're trying to sound very scholarly, but the word's still extremist. Go ahead. Like Christian nationalism, like the new apostolic reformation. These are groups that you should get very, uh, very schooled on because they have a lot of power in Trump's circle. And the one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalist is very different, mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Now stop right there. You Christian nationalists. You know what? We're going to take a break now. And Mr. Producer, I want you to get that last comment from her set up. Because I have to hammer the I have to hammer this. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, let's listen to this so called reporter. Who's on MSNBC Saturday? Go ahead. Thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalist is very different, mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The problem with that is that they are determining man. Men, mm-hmm. it is yeah, men, yeah. are determining what God is telling them. And in the past, that so-called natural law is, you know, it's a pillar of Catholicism, for, mm-hmm. Catholicism, uh, for instance, has uh, been used. Okay, you want to try, try and get her on the show too, Mr. Producer? Because she's so fascinating. Natural law. I want to read you from the Declaration of Independence. 
When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. To assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station of which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So right there in the first sentence. We didn't have a Congress, or Supreme Court, or any of it. We fought a revolution. A revolution. Because laws of nature and nature's God, we're talking about free will and liberty. They went on, did our founders, who were not Christian nationalists. Most of them were Christian We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. It's self-evident. Not because Congress would say so subsequently. No. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You were born with these rights, ladies and gentlemen, these unalienable rights. Man cannot give you unalienable rights. He can try to take them away. So there we are in the second sentence, creator, unalienable rights. The first sentence, we have laws of nature and nature's God. That to be secure in these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, what ends? Your natural rights which is what the Bill of Rights is about, among other things. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You know, as I read this aloud, If somebody wrote this today, I think they'd be on the terrorist watch list. Don't you, Mr. Producer? Such has been the patient sufferances of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To provide this, and they go through the facts. A long list. A long list. Christian nationalists. I told you. First the Jews and the Christians. These are Marxists. Whether they wear the banner or not. This is the Marxist ideology. Marx said... All this natural law and laws of nature stuff is crap. We decide the laws. 
Let me ask you a question. Murder is wrong. It's wrong whether it's here in the United States. It's wrong whether it's in any other corner of the planet. Why is that? Because the state legislature says so? Because Congress says so? No. It's right there in the Ten Commandments. How about the golden rule? The golden rule, the golden rule for Americans or the golden rule for all people? Well, for all people. For all people. Well, how do we know that? And I can go on and on as an example, with examples rather, but the point is this. Our rights are unalienable. That's the key word. Our rights are unalienable. Because they come from God. Now, you don't have to believe in God. You can be an atheist. You can be whatever you want. But that doesn't change anything for the rest of society. These rights don't come from man. They don't come from a Congress, a Politburo, a dictator, a democracy. No. If somebody's locked up in, in Putin's gulag... We say that that's not right. That's unjust. Why do we say that? Because Congress tells us. So these are the kinds of not just damnable fools who don't even know their own history, but these are the kinds of Marxist advocates, whether they know it or not, who are destroying the country. So forget about the Declaration of Independence. That's Christian nationalism. Forget about the Constitution. That's white slaveholders. Just embrace their ideology. Then we're all set. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So the Americans, we, I hate to throw Biden in with us, they're pressuring the Israelis to agree to a ceasefire before Ramadan begins, Mr. Producer. That's the Muslim holy month. Now, of course, the Palestinian terrorists attack the Jews on their holy days and other holidays and on their Sabbath, and they do it purposely. They hope to catch them off guard. But we're going to respect Ramadan and make sure we don't kill any terrorists on Ramadan. Seems to be the official position of Joe Biden in this administration. For more than that, Biden says he hopes to have a a deal for a ceasefire by Monday. Because, you know, Biden is very concerned about Michigan. I didn't know there were a hundred to two hundred thousand Arabs in Michigan. Who knew, Mr. Producer? But apparently there are. They're very unhappy with Joe because he's been way too supportive of the Jews in Israel, way too supportive. He's not stabbing them in the back hard enough, fast enough, in enough times. He's not issuing executive orders targeting Jews in Israel fast enough or enough of them. Or conducting investigations into Israel's war crimes, alleged war crimes. No, no, no. Or demanding that they divide up their country 
or demanding that basically BB resign or all the rest of it. Joe's just not doing enough for the river to the sea crowd. Headquartered in Dearbornistan, Michigan. Don't you dare say that. No, they say it. I don't have to say it. I'm repeating it, basically. Or the group CARE, a Hamas front group. Very busy organizing protests in the streets with their links to Hamas. Very important. And then Sullivan has the gall, this punk national security advisor. They don't support Israel. Israel taking out the heads of Hamas who are hiding in tunnels in one remaining town on the border with, uh, with Egypt unless the Israelis provide him and this administration with a plan. Excuse me? Israel has to provide Biden with a plan? Sure. You can't attack Rafah, even though the Israelis have put out statement after statement that that's exactly what they're doing. They moved people from one part of Gaza in order to destroy about 20 battalions of terrorists. Keep in mind, they have 50,000 terrorist militia there. 50,000. And now they need to move them to another part of Gaza in order to take out their leadership. And they just keep getting trashed by the Biden administration because this guy is a political whore. Biden, I hope all you reprobates, media, media men, write it, say it. Levin called Biden a political whore who's selling out the Jewish people in Israel, who's a special pleader for the remaining Hamas leadership. He will wind up saving them. Who wants to destroy Israel by trying to force it to surrender about 30% of of its ancestral homeland. That's right. That's why he's running to the border. Not one of the worst parts of the border, mind you, one of the best parts of the border. He's running to the border, and he's going to tell everybody how he's going to save us. The one-man wrecking ball. He's the biggest slaver in American history, is Joe Biden, with the slaver that's taking place on the southern border. It's funny to watch these women on The View, so I don't watch them. If I want to watch Stupid... Uh, There's plenty of other places I can go. But stupid plus a headache, that's just too much. So these yentas, you don't hear them talking out about slavery on the southern border because they're dyed-in-the-wall Democrat lunatics. They'll talk about slavery 150, 200, 250 years ago, which is fine. But they won't talk about slavery that's taking place on a massive scale as a result of Joe Biden's policies. But Joe's going to fix it. The border's been secure. Then he was getting bisexual, I mean bipartisan legislation to fix the border. Then he said, I need new laws. I don't have powers. Now he says, I have powers. I'm going to. How many of you have fallen for this crap? None of us. But Joe Biden knows his base is largely stupid. And they'll believe any, and his base includes the clowns of The View and certain athletes, certain broadcasters. Netanyahu. 
They hate Netanyahu because Netanyahu is a stand-in for Israel. They really hate Israel. Because Netanyahu is the Churchill of Israel, whether the left in Israel recognizes it or not, which is beside the point. There's very few leaders who could, who could help lead a country through what they're facing. A two-front war against, number one, the terrorists, and number two, the Biden administration. So this is Deface the Nation. Cut seven, go. On the issue of the hostages, as you know, time is of the essence here. So if this deal happens and there are six weeks of So who has, whose hostages are they again, Mr. Producer? What people? Israelis? So here you have an American sitting on her fat ass in a studio saying, as you know, it's, it's uh, time is of the essence with the hostages. You don't think he knows that, you idiot? Go ahead. Does that provide an opening to end this war, or will you still go into southern Gaza, into Rafah? Yes, are you going to be responsible for not ending this war? You? You? Oh, no. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to let Hitler survive to World War II and his beautiful girlfriend, Eva Braun, and Goebbels was in there and a few others. Oh, yeah, we're going to let them survive because we need a ceasefire. We need a ceasefire. Go ahead. Yeah, well, victory is within reach, and you can't have victory until you uh, eliminate Hamas. Hamas How is a terrorist organization reach? that... Yeah. Uh, once we begin the Rafah operation, the intense phase of the fighting is weeks away from completion. Not months, weeks away from completion. Uh, and that is, uh, we've already destroyed 18 out of the 24 Hamas uh, uh, terrorist battalions. So we, we have a... And four of them are concentrated in Rafah. We can't leave the last Hamas stronghold uh, un- uh, uh, without taking care of it. Obviously, we have to do it. But understand, too, that I've asked the army to submit to me a double plan. First, to evacuate, to enable the evacuation of the Palestinian civilians in Gaza. And uh, obviously, second, to destroy the remaining Hamas battalions. Now, that let's gets- stop. Now, what army on the face here does anything like that? I mean, that's so unbelievable. And they just blow it off like it's no big deal. They're facing the most treacherous monsters. The most treacherous monsters who rape and slaughter in the most horrific ways. They're monsters. They're sadistic. And they were voted in by the very people that Netanyahu is trying to protect. And he gets no credit for this. Israel gets no credit for it whatsoever. None. If you listen to Biden... In our media, the language they use, the hate they have for Donald Trump and his supporters is a thousand times worse than what they say about Hamas and their terrorists. Think about that. Go ahead. Real distance uh, towards the completion of our our victory. And that uh, we're not going to give it up. If we have a deal, it'll be delayed somewhat. Uh, but it'll happen. If we don't have a deal, we'll do it anyway. Uh, it has to be done because total victory is our goal and total victory is within reach. Not months away, weeks away once we begin the operation. Cut eight, go. You said that victory is within reach, but U.S. Intel says the IDF has only destroyed 30 percent of Hamas leadership and that the amount of of tunnels that Hamas uses uh, have really only been tiny in terms of what has been destroyed by the IDF. 
There is growing distrust well, of you personally, sir. You know go. this here in the U.S. Go. Congress and within the Biden White House. When your closest ally is telling you things like this and telling you that you need to reconsider a strategy, isn't it worth considering? That, this is what I mean by mouthpieces for the administration of the Democrat Party. You have the leader of this country on. They've made tremendous progress. They were told they couldn't do it. They're doing it. They're trying to pull them back because they don't want them to have a victory. And this woman's on here saying, you really haven't done much, you know. Well, then leave them alone. But why won't you listen to Biden? Why won't you listen to the Biden administration? Why won't you listen to Democrats in Congress? Why won't you listen to to these uh, so-called uh, think tanks and others like Thomas Friedman at the New York Times and all the rest of them and J Street who hate your guts? Who don't want you to win? Who view you as genocidal? Why won't you listen to them? What kind of reporter is this? Go ahead. Look, I I think that the U.S. uh, agrees with us on the goal of destroying Hamas. Yes. And on the goal of uh, releasing... Why don't you shut up, Margaret, and and get educated? Rather than your burps. Go ahead. Decisions of how to do that are left with us and with me and the elected cabinet of Israel. Uh, and we're doing that. A lot of things that, the, that we were told by uh, the best of friends initially turned out not to be true. They said you can't enter the, the ground war without having uh, enormous complications. They said you cannot fight, uh, you can't enter Gaza City. Uh, you can't go into the tunnels. It'll be a, a terrible bloodbath. All of that turned out to be not true. Our soldiers are in the tunnel network. We don't have to take apart hundreds of kilometers of tunnels. We are taking apart the missile production factories that are underground. All right, that's nice. It goes on with her questioning him like he's a defendant or something. I mean, I got another clip here. Aren't you concerned Israel's creating more terrorists than it's killing? I mean, it goes on and on and on. She's got every bromide, every river-to-the-sea propaganda point. She obviously, I'm serious, but consulted with Blinken, Sullivan, and or others to get a perspective to question Netanyahu. This was not an effort to learn anything. You didn't learn a damn thing. All you got was her trying to pin Netanyahu to the wall based on these outrageous statements, outrageous policies of the Biden administration. That's all you got. That's why people tune into my show on Sunday. Seriously. It's not how I interview anybody. I ask them a question. I want an answer. Don't you think you and you and you and don't you and you know people don't like you and you know That's why everybody hates you, Margaret, and that phony network you work for. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin You know, it's frightening. When you think Joe Biden's trying to micromanage Israel and how they fight their war. And he's doing it for purely political reasons back home. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Listen to this. This is just out. Jack Smith. Remember him? He's the rogue prosecutor. He invoked Robert Hur's report on President Biden's handling classified material in court documents filed money in former President Trump's federal classification documents case. 
You see, this guy's a sleazeball, always has been. He'll go after innocent people, he'll twist the law, he'll rewrite the law. He and his team leak like hell. And um, one has nothing to do with the other. Now, why? Does anybody know? Yes, because Donald Trump was president of the United States. All the issues involving Biden's violations of the Espionage Act have nothing to do with that. He was a senator. He was a vice president. He was a private citizen. There are no issues of declassification. No issues whatsoever. Same with Hillary Clinton. So... For this guy to try and use the her. Can you imagine sitting around? He's sitting around with his team of reprobates, malcontents, constantly trying to figure out motions to file. What do you think, Frank? I don't know. Sally? What do you think? Yeah, why don't we try this? He says, most notably, Trump, unlike Biden, is alleged to have engaged in extensive and repeated efforts to obstruct justice and thwart the return of documents bearing classification markings. Of course, if he declassified them, the Presidential Records Act, really, he doesn't have to comply with that. He's the president of the United States. He is a branch of government. So they try and set him up on obstruction. They should never have even bothered doing what they did, but they did it anyway. Well, folks, it's that time of the evening. We could use a few more hours, but then again, we don't have them. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all you heroes out there, truckers, freedom fighters, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and in Israel. We stand with you, and God bless each of you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Be well. Be well.